So welcome to the Keep It A Buck podcast, where we keep it a buck and we're never corrupt. Now, you can follow us on our Twitch at Keep It A Buck underscore podcast. You're going to see this on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at keepit.a.buckpodcast. And we're just going to get it, get it rolling. Y'all know my name is Desan. I'm JG, Jared Gardenhire. Mm-hmm. And then, JG, I just want to talk about, um, you know, how did we go this week, man? What are some things that you've accomplished? First uh, and foremost, how are you doing, Desan? <laughs> how are you doing, my guy? He got that from me, and now I'm not even doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, man. How about you? You good? You good? I'm good, man. Thanks for asking, bro. Yeah, man. So my week, guys, um, you know, as an insurance agent, what we do is we try to set appointments, and we try to go and close some appointments. But, yeah, so I guess my Monday, my Monday was cool. Let's see. First day, I mean, I set appointments. Worked on the pod as well. That's what we usually do. We come in early in the morning, early risers. Worked on the pod. Um, Tuesday, I had eight appointments set. Um, I was very happy because one of my clients, who I had just recently met, someone that I kind of knew from my barbershop, he was just talking like he, you know, he is someone who is self-employed. So I was able to get him in an IUL, which is kind of a retirement product. So I was very happy to help him with that and starting that process for himself and also him wanting to get his family something. So... Um, that's one of my favorite deals that I did this week. And, um, so you said IUL, can you like touch on that? What exactly were you able to do for him? Oh, so I guess a IUL is kind of like a retirement product. It's a life insurance policy, but it's not a whole life. It's actually, it, well, it is whole life, but it's not strictly that. So basically what it is, is a policy that also builds, it builds on a high face amount policy. So it's like, you know, he, for example, himself, he has a $200,000 face amount. And then while that's growing, he also has another account value that's growing. But basically what happens is the uh, he's able to at some point start getting withdrawals from the policy or, or, direct, depo- or direct income from the policy. And um, that's something that he wouldn't be able to obtain without, you know, most people have retirement accounts from jobs they work, but since he's self-employed, he's able to get um, income from his life insurance policy that he cannot live. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us that are like, cause even as agents, you know, we're 1099. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, well, none of us or who are all of us who are 1099, we actually don't have like a 401k, whether it be 403b or was it 357, yeah. 457 or a thrift uh, savings plan. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. TSPs. And, um, what we want to do for ourselves, the people who are self-employed, is we want to use life insurance as an investment tool, right? So what that means is, um, like I ran an illustration for myself, right? Me at the age of 24, if I were to put $300 a month away, basically funding my retirement, right? If I were to put $300 a month away, and by the time I'm age 60, I would have $67,000 coming back to me from the money that I invested into this policy. Is that yearly, monthly, $67,000? That's uh, yearly. Yearly. So when you do the math, um, if I were to put $300 a month away, um, by the time of age 60, I would have put in, I think it was like 108000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then if you do the math again, if I'm getting $67,000 a year, mm-hmm then I would have exceeded that investment in just my first two years of receiving the withdrawals from that policy. Ridiculous. Whereas, you know, I mean, I only paid 108,000 into it Mm -hmm. for the whole 36 years. Yeah. So you think that's something that a lot of people should, um, 
probably get into for sure. Like looking for at least if you're someone that's 1099, definitely a, a strong option for someone who wants to accumulate retirement income while simultaneously having access to their money as well, because they don't bar you from touching the money and they don't tax you and penalize you as much. Like the company will probably penalize you a, like a small fee of like $25 per 500 you take out. But like, it's not as crazy as like, if you have like, you know, a retirement account where they're like, yo, you gotta be 59 and a half, or we're going to tax you and penalize you if you touch your retirement. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's a very good product. If I were, um, if I were someone that's like a business owner or someone that doesn't have a retirement account. Yeah. And that was kind of why I actually had my withdrawals begin at age 60, because from my understanding, you know, I want to act like I know everything, but from my understanding, as long as I have start the with start the money coming back to me, um, after age 59 and a half, the retirement age, mm-hmm. then I'm actually able to get that money back tax free. Mm, exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's literally the beautiful thing about IUO. So that's why I was kind of, I was very happy to get my client in one of those. And he's also talking about, like I said, getting his family in one too. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, so we got straight into that. Actually. I know we got right into it. I was, I was thinking in my head, like, yo, I want to dial it back. That way we don't just like start killing y'all. But that's, <laughs> but we're going to have a, that's for another pod. We're going to talk more in depth about that and come with some more crazy facts. But um, yeah, so then my Wednesday, I had a few more appointments because, you know, like I said, eight on Tuesday. And then some of those people missed. And then I called. So they were like, oh, just come back tomorrow, same time. Hey, Whatever. stop no showing us. <laughs> if you're watching and you're one of my clients, please just just show up or let me know in advance because gas. Hey, I'm praying gas. He doesn't have to worry about it because he's an electric. He peek at you over here, but me, I have to really worry about that. So I have to, um, you know, like I mean, and honestly, it builds character when you do miss my appointments. It's building character for me, but I would also like to say my gas. <laughs> Hey, JJ, how much does it cost to fill your tank up, bro? I know here is like, I saw I saw gas prices, bro. It was like $4.50 or something like that, a gallon, bro. How much? So, like, I have a smaller car, so it wasn't that crazy to begin with. Like, it was like 20 bucks before. Like, I could fill up at least halfway, but now. When it was like $2 a gallon? Yeah, about? when it was like 2 $3, yeah. But now it's at $4, so, like, bro, $45 is like the new $20 bill. Like, it's like. <laughs> So it's like 45 would give me like a little, you know, a little bit over half. But like, bro, it costs about like 55, 60 bucks to fill my full tank for sure. Probably about like 55, 60 bucks for sure. It yeah. definitely could be worse, dude. If you think like you could be like having to get the, what's it, 99? Yeah, yeah. Like the higher, higher costing one. I know what you're saying. Or you could have more, more <laughs> gallons, have them gas guzzlers. I'm glad I don't got a Hummer. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Any more else about your week that you want to talk about? Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm just grinding. It's, it's every day, guys, honestly. It's uh, just at least trying to educate myself on stuff. But, like, other than that, it's it's been pretty smooth. What about yeah. you, Sean? Man, my week, well, actually, my niece has been shadowing me this week. Shout out to my, she gets to see what an agency manager does on the day-to-day. <laughs> Um, you guys will see one day too. Maybe we'll start a vlog up or something. Yeah, who knows? But uh, <laughs> never know. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. But um, you know, my week, man. I've just kind of um, really been trying to tap in. I know y'all don't notice, but um, well, y'all may know it, but what we have here at the C dot Ash Group, right? Um, you got the agency owner Chester Ash, and then you have like different um agencies within that within that C.S group, right? So my agency name is the Rose Group. So 
what I have been relentlessly trying to do is to get the Rose Group to submit $40,000 in annual premium in a month. We have been so, we, we haven't even really been so close. I can't say so close. Our, we've been on the hunt. <laughs> yes, man, we've been on the hunt. Our high is like 29000 in annual mm-hmm. premium. And, um, mm-hmm. man, we're at like 20, we were at like 26, um, 26. No, we we're at 22000 um, mid-month, like May 15th. And I think right now we're at like 26 or 28. So it's just, I'm just trying to do what I can, man. Let people know what I do, get out in the field. Um, hit these leads, uh, hand out these cards, you know, get these clients, do what I can. I was going to say, it's it's kind of a grind, too. I don't mean to cut you off, but, like, it's also a grind because Desan is, like, before I came on, like, and he was just kind of, like, a sole just uh, producer, he would be hitting these 20s and 25s, and but now he's at the point where he has to also recruit. So it kind of takes the earnest – I mean, it takes a lot of the responsibility where it's, like, now 40K – honestly could be an easier goal. Cause like, I mean, I feel like I've been putting in like 10 to 13. Like I, I can, I can pretty much do 10,000 now. Um, it's just getting for me, just pushing past to get to like now 20 because between me and son, it seems like, I mean, when other guys start uh, producing as well, everybody's pretty much new at this point. Like I feel like yeah, that 40 is going to really shrink and it's going to be like, yeah, we're doing 40 K every month. But like right now, it's just all of us getting to the level where <laughs> it's all of us getting to the level where we can do that consistently. Um, man, I've been telling JG, man, I've been like, yo, this is the month. There's any <laughs> month to do it, man. This is the month. And I've just been like, oh, where are we at right now? Where are we at right now? Right now we're at like, I don't know if it's 26 or 28, mm-hmm. something like that. I'll, I'll know by the, I think I looked next week. It's like we're at like twenty six thousand eight hundred and eighty eight dollars and like ninety two cents. Actually, that is what it is. I I wrote it down. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to ask him just to see if he knew where we were at. But like we're really close. Like I mean, we have some deals closing pretty soon. Like at least we know that we have some stuff set up. So I think I honestly believe we're going to do it this month. And I can't wait to get on this pod and tell you all we did it. But um, but yeah, I think um. Yeah, this this is the month because this is like we have two other producers who shipped in and did a lot for real than I even expected. Like Carl and Riley, um, shout out to you guys. You guys did good this month. Um, I didn't even do like I don't know if I did five thousand my first month or seven thousand at least. I don't think I did my first full month. I don't think I did even seven thousand. So kudos to you guys. You guys are going crazy. Um, but that also goes to say like. Um you know what I mean? When you get into this opportunity, it really is a process um, of actually kind of learning really what works best for you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, um, <laughs> I mean, it's easy to like hear JG, for example, it's easy for JG to come in November 2021. Like I've been doing it for a year and then he only sees like the success that I've been having. You know what I'm saying? But man, when I first started, like, um, I know your frog is is leads, in my opinion. But we're gonna get to the, we're gonna get to the frog later. But um, even when I was like first hitting leads and like when I was like I don't know door knocking, like I've gotten the door shut in my face like plenty of times, and that was just because like I didn't really know what to say. Like I didn't really like we have our training, like they teach you what to say, right? But it's a whole different game when you out there by like really by yourself doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just had to kind of really figure out 
um, what it was, what the phrasing was that really worked best for like the way I speak, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And um, I think kind of once I mastered that, then I was actually able to kind of, well, hopefully relay it down to where I hope you guys get some kind of information from me when I take you out in the field or whatnot. But yeah, I mean, the leads, um, I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit here, but like when it comes to the leads, um, so like son, he's like, you just said he started out and he was getting free leads based on like where he was at in the company. Like the company's kind of changed now. Everyone's a broker, but from my understanding, they were LOA. So they were getting free leads with the draw. So like they he were got just paid less though. Okay. Yeah. They got paid less, but they were where he, he grew, he grew in the business working leads and that builds character and it builds you being able to speak to these people and also being more comfortable for me. It's like they taught me off the rip, like, yo, this is how you referral hunt. This is how you meet people that you never knew. And that also builds character in a different way. But the leads is really how most people that you, that probably are watching that are insurance company or insurance agents and different agencies probably make money is through leads. So you learn off the rip, like, OK, I'm supposed to meet this person I've never met. Like for me, it's like I met people that I already met in a store and now I'm going out to see them. I've already called them. They, they know who I am. They know what I look like, you know. So I've already built somewhat of a rapport. But going out to people that don't have no clue who I am, for me, it's just kind of <laughs> been kind of like a just trying to become more um, comfortable in those situations so I can be a more complete agent where I'm also working leads and working the referrals as well. Um, so when you talk about being comfortable, um, I kind of want to touch on, you know, being uncomfortable, you know, because mm -hmm. oftentimes in our day we have this frog. JG, kind of explain, because I, <laughs> hey, I didn't know anything about this concept. I had never heard it before, and then JG brought it to my attention. I was like, bro, like, what did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, I come up to Son. I'm like, yo, like, dude, like, today is eating the frog. That is my mantra for today. He was like, eating the frog? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, he thinks frog. I'm crazy. And I'm like, dude, so basically eating the frog is like, say you have, you know you have five things you have to do today. And in your mind, you're like, dude, I don't want to do this. I want to do this. I want to make sure I get this done, this, this. But there's one thing on that list where you're like, that's the thing that you know is going to take forever. Eating the frog is putting that thing that you know you need to get done the most, but you you're, you put it off a lot, is getting that thing done first in your day, and then everything else will fall in line. Like So eating the frog for me, I would say, is so early on in the business, when we first started, it was referral hunting because I just I couldn't get out of my mind that I'm going up to people randomly in the store. Like I couldn't I couldn't get out of the point that I'm like, I'm in the store. These people are here to shop like I, I couldn't get out of my mind. But like <laughs> I, I eventually just got comfortable handing people my business card and just introducing myself like that's literally what it is like. And once you get good at that, bro, like like I said, it builds character. But then as I've gotten more into it, I've realized that my frog is honestly not even the leads. It's really just correspondences and a correspondence is basically when someone missed their payment, maybe it's like getting an amendment signed. So someone can like verify something that you might've changed on the application after it was submitted. Um, it could be a numerous of things. Uh, their card information could be wrong, but basically just reaching back out to a client and handling business that you've already written is a problem for me. It's almost like doing homework that was supposed to be done like a week ago and you're returning it in. It's like, oh my God, I got to do this again. Like, mm -hmm. but you didn't even do it the first time. So it's like, but 
I was going to say, that's also why it's important, <laughs> like, as an agent to um, kind of put in your mind, like, you don't want to um, just write the business and just go ghost. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. want to you wanna be active. You want to, you know, show your face and kind of just keep up with your business. And that's um, even something that I've had to learn, too, especially. Uh, I was going to say that my frog is, um, one, making up my bed. <laughs> this kid. This kid. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> Making your bed. Bro, I, I don't know what it is, but something like. I just, I just moved in with my girl, right? So I can live I can live a certain way. But <laughs> I be I I do be having to make the bed for her because I know she's gonna be sorry at me. I hope she sees this and <laughs> knows that you thought about that. That's an internal fight with himself. He's fighting to get that bed made, guys. <laughs> yeah, but in terms of um like my actual my actual frog within the business, I think I would um kind of agree with you, JG, and that's really the correspondences because I don't know, me, like, I'm real, what's the word for it? I don't want to say short, but I'm real, like, I, I get straight to the point when I'm, like, like when I'm in a home, like, I'm all about, like, getting the people coverage, like, I'm all about my business, right? Mm-hmm. So, oftentimes, I just kind of feel like it's hard, it's hard to look back because I always want to look forward, mm. and, um, that's kind of why sometimes, like, if you like, if you see an email, like, with a correspondence, mm-hmm. man, you want to handle that in real time. I'm, I'm real big on that now because I, yeah. I've kind of learned how, like, you don't want to be behind that. Like, you don't want to be behind the eight ball and trying to catch up with your business, essentially. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Because there will be times where, like, like you said, handle it in real time. Because I'll look at a correspondence and I'll be so focused on, like, just trying to do some new stuff, new, my new business, or just, I might get overwhelmed really. Um, just seeing like, if I get a couple of correspondences, um, and I'll be like, dude, like it's, it's going to lapse in a month. Like I got a month to work on this. So like what I'll do is sometimes just be like, okay, I'll put that on the back burner. I'll make sure I at least handle it when I'm in the office doing work. Like Mondays, usually we handle office work. And then Tuesdays, that's when you said, I mean, Mondays you're setting appointments as well, but like if I don't handle that office work, it will get keep getting pushed back to the back burner. Like, and I um, that is definitely something you want to um, address early on. Um, I'm getting better at it too, as well. But you know, it's seventh month, seventh month. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also feel like um, a lot of people's frogs, like especially people who are like not in the routine and consistent, would just be even just getting up. Mm-hmm. and actually going to work. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, you have to see that ask group. You don't have like a. Like, a, you don't clock in, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You you get what you put out, or you get what you put in to the work, essentially. Right. And uh, sometimes that can be the hardest thing. So, like, even with me, like, <clears throat> having my niece, like, shout at me this whole week, you know what I mean? Like, I had to, or even when I'm training some way, like, you know what I mean? I had to get up to be there for this person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, it, sometimes it's hard for people to realize that they have to get up to be there for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's an important thing to realize also. Absolutely. I mean, showing up is half the battle for dang there anything you want to do. Just showing up and being there, you, you'll eventually start getting stuff done. Um, and I definitely, like, I could speak to that. Like, just getting up sometimes, like, especially, like, man, I read this book recently. It's called The Power of Habit. And basically, everybody has, like, cues. So say you're, my, like, my cue, for example, will be I get up, make my bed, 
then I, I might, I'll meditate or read whichever one I feel like doing or my mind can process. And then afterwards I'll make breakfast, but it's say like one of those things doesn't get done or one of those things I might fall off of. It could really throw my whole morning. Like it could, it could like slow me down. And for some reason I'll just like mentally fog up on what I need to do next. And I might just mess around and just start playing a game or something. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally like, it, it could be like that. Like I've gotten better at it, but like, that's what I noticed will happen with me sometimes. So that's definitely, um, definitely, a something that everybody, the frog, it, that could definitely be your frog for sure. It's just getting up something simple like that. All right, JG. So is there anything else you want to cover? No, that's, that's, that's about it right there. All right. So uh, right now we're going to have the owner of the agency on again. His name is Chester Ash, as you guys saw from the last episode. And he's just going to give us a little insight about his frogs, what he has to deal with on a day-to-day, and we'll just take it from there. Yes, sir. And here we have Chester Ash. <laughs> yes, sir. How you doing today, sir? First and foremost, doing well in yourself. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So, JG, explain to Chester a little bit about the frog that you were talking about. Earlier. All right, Chester. So, me and Son, we're we're discussing what our frogs of the day is. Have you ever heard of that? Eating the frog? I've never heard of that. You've never heard of eating <laughs> a frog? <laughs> I've heard of eating a frog, okay. literally, but eating not the frog. Yeah, okay. Concept. All right. So, basically, the concept of eating a frog is you'll have a checklist of things to do in your day, right? And there's always that one thing that's at the top that should be at the top of your list because it's the hardest thing probably of the day, but you don't want to do it. So you keep putting it on the back burner. And what we call is doing that thing first is eating the frog. And once you get that thing done, everything else will fall in line. Wow. I've never heard that concept. Yeah. So mine was making a bed. And mine was working with correspondences. Guess what? Mine is making a bed. I never make the bed. My (laughs) wife has to make my bed. I don't do it. And even when I stand in Atlanta, like you saw housekeeping. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, I'm never going to make the bed. You said you were staying in Atlanta. What were you staying in Atlanta for? Um, For the event. You know, I stayed there for a month and a day in the Crown Plaza in the suite. So having um, a housekeeper every day was, was a blessing. But the event, though, you know what I'm saying? Talk about the event. The event? All right, so we put together uh, vision boards and we do business plans every single quarter, right? And mm-hmm. so for the first quarter, um, part of my business plan, um, and especially with being the leader of the organization, was that we were going to go and infiltrate Atlanta, you know, and we was going to plant a flag there. We're going to recruit. And, of course, you know, I really saw, and I still believe that Atlanta is like really the land of milk and honey because of the fact that, for our demographic and the way that we approach things, um, it'd be a great place to, to actually to establish ourselves in business. So the magnificent idea that I had was to go there, walk the streets. You guys were going to stay here, mm-hmm. man down Ohio. And um, once I actually got there, really when I swiped my first, my card for the um, for the for the suite, it was like eight thousand dollars. I'm like. Okay, what did I get myself into? (laughs) (laughs) So at that particular point, we was just committed. So the whole goal was just to walk the streets to actually um, to let everybody know hand-to-hand combat by passing out business cards um, that we're doing an event. We launched everything at Atlanta. You know, we did radio. um, We did radio interviews. You know, um, we passed out flyers. uh, We did uh, what's called a robo-dollar. We're called up to 70-mile radius of... uh, every licensed agent that was there. Um, we did um, 
text messaging. Like we unloaded havoc mm-hmm. on Atlanta. Um, and we came out with some very strong business partners because the X factor for Atlanta was really the traffic that's there. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, you didn't know, we didn't know what we were doing because we went there. We didn't know where to go. We didn't have no friends mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. So me and Desan went in trying to find a hotel, not knowing like the territory or what would be the right location to have people commute mm-hmm. and commuting in Atlanta. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Man. yeah, yeah. So once traffic. we actually did the event, you know, the amount of people that showed up, uh, even though it wasn't as overwhelming as if we would have did it in Cleveland the same way. But when you have an individual that traveled 40 minutes to an hour to get to an event and that traffic spoke volumes to the people that we actually were able to partner up with. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. You said something that was um, interesting, just like how you didn't really know what you were going to do when you got down there. You just knew that you had an idea and a vision and you wanted to carry it out. So I guess segueing from the frog question, what was something that you knew you had to do every day that kind of was your frog when you were down there in Atlanta? Like, what was something that you were like, man, I really, I got to tackle this. You know what? You know, here, when with me, it's different. So and I've been doing this for a long time. So mm-hmm. you're talking to someone that's more mentally calloused mm-hmm. than a neophyte or someone that doesn't really that's not really passionate about JG. business. So, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, um, I, I knew I had to die to the process, but I also knew the way that I live is like this is going to be a great story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to get up in the morning by yourself and to go from grocery store to grocery store um, just to meet people you don't don't know mm-hmm. um, was, I think it would be tough for someone else. But because I know that my team is actually looking at me and I made a commitment to do something, that part right there probably fueled me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still human, so there were tough days. And when it got tough, then you guys came in. And it was like I had been on like Gilligan's Island by myself. Mm-hmm. And y'all showed up and I was like happy to see people. <laughs> so, um, and then y'all would leave. And then that gave me enough energy to do it again. And then Rich came from Jersey, mm-hmm. which fueled me a little bit more. Um, but to be honest with you, you know, I just really wanted to get to the end of the process mm-hmm. to see the result. But this is probably the most important part about Atlanta. I went there and I just went there willing to fail. Mm. I said, what am I going to learn about this? But one thing that wasn't going to happen, I wasn't going to live with a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Um, and I was going to give it every ounce of energy that I could, which you guys saw we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have a shoulda, coulda, woulda about Atlanta. We learned some things. Um, and the crazy part about it, the things that we learned wasn't even based upon us trying to get people to the to the place. Location would have been key. The next part would have just been mm-hmm. when we captured the video how we should, should have situated the individuals because mm-hmm. we had the grand ballroom. We didn't just have a little ballroom. We had a 19-foot monitor, a 16-foot skate mm-hmm. stage. So um, those are some of the things. So I didn't really have a, a frog about mm-hmm. Atlanta. I p- just put together a bunch of lists, and I just started swiping it off, and it just kept mm-hmm. going back, and I was tearing them down. You said something that I really, really, really liked. You said, I was willing to go to Atlanta to fail. Mm-hmm. That is what – I like that because that's what – Somebody who's new to the business, like myself, if I go down there, it's like, I, I, in my mind, I'm already thinking, like, I'm probably going to fail, you know what I mean? Like, not saying that that's who I am or something like that, but, like, someone who's callous in the business who's still willing to fail and has created so much, That's a, that says a lot about you because what a lot of people are hard to are, um, find hard to do is to fail. Like, they're scared to do that, but, like, that's going to come with anything that you do. 
pretty much it, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do or starting something big, anything, you're going to fail. Like it, mm-hmm. you're going to take some L's. Like even us starting this podcast, like Watts, our guy, like he had to show us like a lot of things. Like, and we, you know, like the, he's like, yeah, you're going to, he, he went through a lot of pitfalls in his journey and he was able to show us what not to do. Basically, so we don't take those same L's that he was taking early on. So it's like, I think that that's really dope that you um, you already had that mindset going in. Like, I already know that this is this is something that, yeah. you know, it potentially could either be amazing out exceed my expectations or be, you know, an L. But at least I know I can learn from that L and we can still you, grow. You know, you just said it um, right there is in every like you got to understand some our life, our business, our relationships you know, you don't just go happily ever after. Mm-hmm. We're successful. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's just like a stock ticker. You know, you know, you're gonna go, but you want to constantly kind of tick up. Mm-hmm. And in every valley, you know, you want to figure out, okay, what it is it that I, that I'm learning in this particular situation. Mm-hmm. So every time I fail at something like I'm like, or I get hit with some type of um, adversity, you know, I'm I can't wait to get to the other side of it mm-hmm. to tell a story. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so with all of that being said, I welcome failure all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I always have this saying, especially since I started here, man, because like you said, it really I never thought of it like that, though. It's like a ticker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have your $10,000 in a week where you're all the mm-hmm. way up, and then you got your nine appointments, eight appointments, <laughs> and there's no show after no show, <laughs> reschedule. <laughs> no, I'm not interested, all that stuff. So, um yeah, that was kind of a really important point that you put out, is especially when you're starting like a new career or like new opportunity, anything. Um, you just have to be patient with the process and just exactly. recognize that there's going to be failures. And the most important thing, like you said, is to really just learn from those failures. And then that's going to make your ticker go from up to here. And then it's going to go up and then it's going to go further up. Exactly. Just, once mm-hmm. you're learning from your fi- from your failures. so. Mm-hmm. You know, he just said something else that was really valuable. It's the process. You know, no one, if you look at anybody that has success or, you know, like I was just talking to Watts about the uh, the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this kind of got like the Wu-Tang Clan vibe because I didn't know that this dude was a host. And he went over there and just did an audition. But the thing is, is no one just arrives out of a vacuum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when you embrace the process, you know, a bodybuilder don't get big muscles out of you know, in one day, mm-hmm. you know, it was something that had to be consistent, wash, rinse, and repeat. Mm-hmm. So when you embrace the process, too, you're going to be successful. And inevitably, that hard work is going to render you um, the benefits. Mm-hmm. I think another part that's also important to success is going to be, like, teamwork, too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That. Man, you, you tapping into all of these books. <laughs> I'm here right now. I'm ready to get up here and preach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, like, teamwork. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one person. I remember when I first started, right, Um, I saw you, the agency owner, and I'm just thinking, like, man, why can't you do that? Why can't you do that? Why can't you do that? But, like, you have so many things on your plate. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, delegation also is really important because, like, We've got to, like, different people are going to kind of handle different tasks, and that's going to kind of help the agency grow, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of just takes everyone handling all these different areas in order to really make a business kind of succeed. 
because mm-hmm. no one person has all the right answers and the different perspectives are also very important. Very. You know, you're talking about a frog. That may be one. Delegation is probably one of the tougher things for me, you know, especially because I'm one of them. I'm a, you know, I'm a perfectionist to a certain degree. Right. Mm-hmm. And so delegating tasks and probably in my mind, cause I don't see them coming to fruition or moving as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Then the controlling nature in me jumps <laughs> in and, and, and kind of gets it to where it needs to get to. And so, um, that's something that you guys got to pray, pray for me. For, you know, so, but the more, you know, the thing is, is the power of delegation and, and, and actually bringing up leaders, but, um, is, is, is really strong in regards to team building. What the sign and what you guys are forcing me to do, is I said I wanted to, I think on my vision board, I think I said I wanted to do 12 books or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I'm probably up to like 12 books a month now. I love like, that. You know, and the reason is, is because you guys are coming and I was like, yo, like even with the workout, I'm like, it can't get stronger. Than like, I got to yeah. stay strong. Like, you know what I mean? So I got to constantly be taking on information um, so I can be a better person as well as a better leader, friend, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Readers are leaders. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Chester comes into the office every day and makes us work out with him. That's yeah. not true. <laughs> that is not true. Bro, he made the, he brought this thing in and it like adds like so we were doing dips and doing like pull-ups. He added this thing where it has like an adi- you could put additional plates on there with your dips and pull-ups. Belt. It's a weight belt, yeah. And like you can put it, weight on it. I work out pretty consistently, but like now it's like pushing me harder, but it's just funny because everybody else isn't even on that level yet. So like watching them try to <laughs> No, and he's obsessed with those So he's getting like, like I'm getting pissed because he comes in. I don't know if I should say that word, but um, he comes in and I, so I shake his hand. And so now when I shake his hand, like his hands is all heavy. I'm like, hold on, he's getting more reps in than I'm getting. <laughs> so, hey. Oh, man. I know we went all the way left. I, I love it, though. I love yeah. it. Um, but. I guess we could just bring it back to the fraud. You said that delegation is one of your harder um, tasks um, and getting people to not move at light speed that you're in your mind, but like just getting people to understand, probably understand what they need, what you're expecting of them as well. Let's let's let you guys were there. So let's let's talk about it. Can we have a conversation? Yeah, of course. Let's have have one conversation. So we happen to be in Atlanta and we delegated some tasks as we were getting ready for the event. Yo. You guys remember this. <laughs> Am I correct? And the task wasn't getting handled. It became, it became frustrating and almost a mutiny. <laughs> so let me ask both of you guys a question about this frog. Like, I'll say in hindsight, and I'm going to fall back. Okay. So tell me, like, what happened in, in that particular process and then... and. Why delegation is now tough for me, seeing the way that I handled it. You know, can I get a minute? <laughs> you know, when we when we talk about Atlanta, <laughs> <laughs> we um we all had tasks that we had. You know, we were all delegated to do, and I feel like um you know myself, I can't speak for Desan. Um, I pretty much carried out a lot of the tasks that Chester, you know, expected of me. Um including making phone calls to recruits um, and making sure that they knew exactly what we really? were doing coming on. Yeah, I, remember, I remember those phone calls, too. Yeah. I wish I could talk about them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, look, he can't even look at me. Look, you know, I love it because of the fact that 
I'm chewing a minute on your podcast, but <laughs> we had talked about um, delegation, and we talked about Atlanta, but I had said, but I love the story, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right now, we get a chance to say the story, but in the moment, that that, that, one, <laughs> that ish wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the whole team, like, watch, it was bad, man. <laughs> it was bad, brother. But it, JG... I got to ask you a question because, and I'm going to tell you, because I thought about that. I don't know why I was sitting in the song and I thought about it. And here we are on your podcast. JG, in the moment while the mutiny was happening, because the, because I was, I'm real tight on commitment on time. And so, you know, we had to be, I'm like, yo, we got practice at this time. We got to do X, Y, Z. Okay, here, do it again. Do it again. All right. We got set up at whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And these guys were like deliberately just not. Deliberate is a very strong word, guys. Deliberate. Deliberate. Yeah, deliberate is a strong word. It felt that, it felt that way. And, you know, they're going to take, take the feeling out of it. Yeah. But then JG comes in after everybody leaves and says, hey, you know, you got the deep voice. Hey, you know, I understand what you were saying. Because I, I said, what is the most valuable commodity that we don't get back? Mm-hmm. Time. What is it? Time. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, you, you know, you were correct. And I apologize. And I was, you know, and I, I said, well received, right? But then I thought about it this morning. I'm like, why you couldn't say that in front of like all of them? Bro, listen, 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 listen. listen. Why you had to come? Why you had to put me to the side? Why you didn't? This is what happened. So, so I actually very, I remember this very correctly. So Chester had texted us the night before, literally the evening before the morning of the uh, event at 12 a.m. And he told us, and he said, "Hey, like I need you guys to come in at 5:30 a.m. and help us set up." I'm like, in my mind, I act like I didn't see the. See? Oh my! See? I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> but listen, but listen, but listen, but listen, but listen. So, so he goes. So after that, we all come down. We come down and like a lot of people come down later than we're supposed to, right? Like at eight instead opposed to five. And Chester says to everybody, he he's Saudi. You could just tell he's Saudi. I ain't never really seen him like this. But he gets on the stage. We go through everything. And then Chester, after we go through our rehearsals, Chester's like, "Man, y'all, I don't like that y'all don't um, respect y'all time." Like, he's like, that's the most, that's the only thing we can't get back. Like he was saying, like, our time is valuable, blah, blah, blah. And after, and when he was saying it, I was, I felt bad because, like I just said, I knew that I was wasting my time by not getting up. Because mm-hmm. I was up early, actually. That's the funniest part about it. Really? Was I was actually kind of really? up early, but I was tired. Because 6, 536 <laughs> is early. I can't wait to get the mic. No, no, like, no. I'm, so, I'm, ready, I'm ready to do the so, Bobby Brown on you. Oh, right my now. God. Go ahead. But literally, so I, I. Took the earnest because I was like, I know, I don't know if anybody else gonna say it, but I need him to know for me that I understood what he was saying. And like, you know, I was well rested at that point. And I felt, <laughs> and I was like, you know what, you're right. Like, I do, I, cause I didn't want him to think that I was just like, you know, I didn't care about, cause I, I understood what he was saying. And like, time really is valuable. And like, that's something that you, you really can't get back, you know? So I, I wanted him to know that I understood what he, he was saying. You know, I was this guy over here is really quiet. <laughs> I'm real quiet. Really quiet, so we ain't even going to get in. We don't stay here. Um, but what happened is, like, now listen what JG said. He said he was tired. <laughs> you talking to, like, yeah. I, I've been there for a day and a month. Not that you guys don't work right. hard, but I also got to take things in perspective because right. this is the voluntary army, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all free agents, and you guys came down there willingly, and, you know, and, and as a team, you know, we were still going to college, but we still had some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 a month and a day. That evening, I had to drive to College Park. Mm-hmm. It was an hour away. Take, remember I had to pick up the trailer? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thing Rich and Wetchcombe came in town. And so they came in town, they took that ride, and I was in the back just knocked out. So even though I posted it, like, I literally probably didn't sleep that night before. I don't get a chance to sleep the night before the event. I tried to do my best to mm. get some rest, but and then we were up, and then we got it together. At the end of the day, it all became a success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all that matters. We got something to learn from it, and it's a good story to tell. Great story. That's why this guy ain't talking. We're going to no. leave him over here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, because I'm, me and his debate never got resolved. I was going to say, it won't get resolved <laughs> today either. We're going through some stuff, and, too. And, and, and <laughs> if you guys want to, like, we can, since it's a podcast, we can get into this debate and then let... And then let these guys over here like determine who's the winner or who has the most valuable <laughs> point in this decision. I'm 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 waiting. All right. <laughs> I didn't hear the sound side too. I remember he had some type of dispute. He was, I mean, he was, he was stuck so on it. passionate yeah. about it too, yeah. man. Hey, it's been a long time coming for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, my perspective, right? My point of view. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. All right, look. So me and JG were actually rooming together. That's the funny part about the whole mm-hmm. thing, right? So um, you you called me, what, was it 536, something like that? Believe it or not, um, we had actually planned it. So we put oh, it off because the sign was, yeah, was supposed to go over to College Park with us to get the trailer that night before. Yeah. And so, um, so he wasn't there for that. <laughs> so... <laughs> And then I sent him the text because I went to the... So I sent him a text I'm going to College Park, which is at midnight. So that means I got to go an hour there, an hour back, which probably by one, once or whatever. I was and so to I sent, that so, no, Yeah, you're supposed to go. But we put Sheesh. it off. You're supposed to go over there because I didn't know Rich and where those guys were coming in town. So, all right, cool. So the, the whole team is together. They're having fun. And we want to make it a fun type thing, too. For me, it's, it's, it is relentless work because I got this vision in my mind that has to come to fruition. And... So then I had told him about 5.30 and 1, so I sent him mm-hmm. a text as a reminder. Mm-hmm. Now, he knew the whole plan. <clears throat> no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, so I, I know that. Him, I sent him the text no, about 5.30. I didn't know it either. Yeah. So I sent him the text about 5.30, and then I said to myself, I said, they ain't going to show. <laughs> I knew it. I said, 5.30 I said, was early, y'all. Show. But, you know, um, again, I've been setting up um, a lot over the years, so I was callous to the situation, and we got it done. Here's what happened, y'all. But he brought a lot. You got to understand, so this guy brings a great value, like both of them, especially when it came to the tech stuff once we got into the Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. 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 So, that's the thing. See, Chester calls me his right, right? So I understand that there's a lot of pressure. Yeah, the, no, expectations. No, yeah, for this pressure, yeah. That's what I was going to say more, expectations. There's mm-hmm. a lot of expectations for me. And, uh, no, not that's obviously not a bad thing. Like, I like to say I thrive in, that, in those situations. But, um... You know what I mean? What happened in this situation, though, from my from my perspective, I didn't I didn't realize that I was supposed to be going to College Park that night. Uh, but I guess I was. But um, what happened, though, that morning was <laughs> what happened was I woke up. I woke up at because I had an alarm set for like six, maybe six thirty seven. I can't remember what my alarm was set for. But I had woke up. No, JG had a prior alarm mm-hmm. before my alarm. So that's what woke me up initially. It was like maybe 530 or something like that, right? So JG's alarm wakes me up. And then <laughs> I'm like up for a little bit. So I check my phone. And then I see, because I went to bed early because we have to be up early for the podcast. Or not for the podcast, for um for the event. So I went to bed like 11 or 10. And I see a text from Chester at like 12, 1230. He was like... <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like a uh, run through at 6 a.m. And then I was looking at that. I was like, man, I, if I were to be up at that time, it gives me six hours of sleep. So now I was like, pretty oh, wow. event. Like, I want to be like fresh. I want a pretty event. I want to be fresh. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be up on stage. Like, I want to be fresh man. for the event. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I took my Watch little extra. stuff, watch. <laughs> I, t- I, t- I took my little I took my little extra hour of sleep but no nah, so he had uh, sent me that text and I saw it and then I didn't answer but like 10 maybe like 10 minutes after I'm awake I don't even know how you had like this good of timing but like 10 minutes after I'm awake like I'm trying to close my eyes and I get a <laughs> I get a call from Chester. And it's funny because I knew JG was up, but I wasn't even going to be like. <laughs> I wasn't, bro. I was acting like I was asleep for sure. I was not trying to. See, I, hey, I hate to be this guy. I hate. I hate see, to be this yeah, guy. Hey, y'all see, y'all see how that the, the cancer works? You know, <laughs> drop you down the rabbit hole with him and you roll with it. You know, so. Yeah. Hey. I, 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 I am wrong. I, and in the hindsight, no, hindsight is always 2020. I, I should have. If I would have got, right okay, no, got, got up at 530. Extreme Ownership. If I would have got up at five thirty, would you gotten up, son? You think, or would you have he taken your? I would have had to. I would have had to. You think you would have got to? Yeah, one hundred percent. Because when I got up, sometimes you got to understand. Um, and you, I love the way you guys move. Is like we don't don't all agree all the time, and that's what makes you guys like the next set of out of all the teams that I've actually um, mentored or coached. That's what make you guys more valuable because, like, y'all don't just roll together. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Well, I got a different opinion than yours, you know, or uh, respectfully, I got a different opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in that particular case, that's one where you should have been like, dog, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jay, I mean, if you think about it also in terms of like the structure, like if JG going to be down there, I got to be down there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. yeah so. Cause like, I, I'm kind of an early guy. Like that's why I, it was early for me. But like, I, like I said, you got up cause my alarm went off for 530. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, when I saw the text, it was late, but I was like, I'm going to set this just in case, just to see, like, maybe Desan might get up. And if, he, and if we both get up, then, like, but, like, instead, I should have just got up and then just been like, yo, Sean, get up. It's so 5, let 30, me ask you guys a question. And this, this one is really based upon um, how do I model things. And so if you had to say, well, because I'm the type of, like, I like to ride horses, right? So trail horses. So you will see the lead horse. I don't care. You can pull the lead horse all the way to the back. He's always going to go to the front. Then you have the horses in the middle. They're not going to be in the back. They're not going to be in the front. They're going to stay paced there. Then you have the horses in the back. You can try to pull them up to the front all you want. They're going to always go to the back, right? And so I try to set the pace. And so if I'm setting the pace, my question to you guys is, like, do you feel as if, though, that you're running with me? Because that's what I'm, like, when I'm running, I'm looking for y'all to run with me, mm-hmm. if that makes sense to you. Not stay in that pit, not stay in the middle. We but do have, yeah, because you guys are leaders, because, and mm-hmm. so then we do have business partners that are in the middle, and then we have business partners that are in the back, mm-hmm. you know, but you guys are the ones that are actually should be pacing mm-hmm. as we're mm-hmm. running along. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about in terms of the event or in terms period. of, uh, just period? You know, I think I mean, you, guys, you guys pace with me when it comes to, um, like, doing the day-to-day grind. The events was, mm-hmm. that was a totally new environment for y'all. Mm-hmm. And we were out of state just as well. So for me being um, exp- a little bit more experienced, you know, I kind of accepted it and like, okay, what can we learn from this one mm-hmm. and take on to the next event? And then mm-hmm. I can give them some duties and they can they understand what it is that we actually expect to bring the, the, um, this whole idea 
mm-hmm. the stage. That's one thing I I do want to commend you on for sure is that leading the pack, man. You are you do your thing with that. Appreciate mm-hmm. it, especially being in the field. Like for for some <laughs> for someone <laughs> to have a vision of just having this event in, a, in Atlanta that's going to be really successful and actually put in the work, dude. Like it's to really stay there for a month. Like, like away from your wife and everything, you know what I'm saying? Be there for a month and actually just walk the streets and kind of really do really your own marketing and also have these other ideas of marketing to kind of get the word out. Like, that's just really, that's the definition of leading by example. It's like, it's it's very Kanye-esque. Like, honestly, like he, you were talking about it and telling us you were going to do it. And then you just went out and did it. And then now we're talking about how you did it. You know, well, we did it. Yeah. Well, we you did know, it. Just yeah. wasn't me. I couldn't mm-hmm. did it without you guys. And I just got off the phone with Lee Maury. You know, he's the CEO. And, you know, he was at the event as well. And so we come up with this new idea, which I just told Watts about, about how we're going to do the community park things. And I got them to commit to some money. You know, I'm not mm. going to spend all my money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. Um, it's a beautiful thing, having somebody else's money involved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but again, you know, we're doing something that's going to, one, it's going to grow the agency. One, mm-hmm. it's going to um, get more production. Um, and then two, it's going from a marketing standpoint, you know, it's going to really dominate Ohio and Atlanta as far as branding, right? Um, but the one thing that Lee said was, I said, man, give me something to grow on. And he was like, man, like, I don't, I don't know how to receive this so humbly. I'm saying this because I just got off the phone with him. And he was like, well, you're a master marketer. And I'm like, I don't feel that way. Like, because we haven't, I know that for what I see our agency to be, like, we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. There's really, there's no limit to it. But until we see agencies and agencies under agencies is when I really feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, the point where I'm at right now, I feel like I'm really... I feel like I'm chasing you. <laughs> nah, <laughs> it's funny, well, but not. <clears throat> I don't mean that in like a like a bad way. It's like I I always want to be where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I, so I'm far, trying, not from a competitive you, standpoint. You're saying not from a competitive. Cooperation is cool. Yeah, cooperation is, is like it's cool. I, I mean, I have so many more years of experience that you guys got to understand. Some like you're doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have someone to be. Right here, like I told Lee just minutes ago, I said maybe I'm dropping the ball. You know, I, t- I talked to, to um, the chief marketing officer because um, I got a relationship with him. I said, Lee, I should be talking to you two, three times a, a month. You know what I mean? And just in regards to mentorship, you guys are getting this, and you're cutting down the time mm-hmm. of errors. And one of it is really just by being coachable. You know, just to see you guys actually kind of duplicate everything is the reason why you're moving so much quicker. Like, I did this thing, like, I'm 12 years in. It's going to, like, to see you guys at five years, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> going back to your question, though, you asked us, like, do you feel like we're you're leading us and we're following, or do you feel like we're in the middle or back? For myself, I feel like you're leading – and I'm still picking things up. I might be in the middle, but like I feel like I'm moving with you for sure. Oh, you're definitely um like <coughs> are right there. Um, I mean, I told um, Devon <laughs> when you had came on. I said, "Yo," I said, "That's your right, right there." I said it from the beginning. And look at y'all, <coughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah. 
Desan was telling me actually before he answers, I was he was actually telling me how before I got on, you were talking about a podcast when y'all were saying y'all wanted to implement more things, and then his um, mom or not your mom, your um, my aunt, yeah, your aunt, his aunt was on there, and she was like, "Yo, you should pick up the pod," and he was like, "Nah, I'm cool, I'm cool, blah blah blah," and then I come on and a year later or whatever, and like now, and I was like, "Yo, we should do a podcast." I was like one of my first ideas, and then you was like. Man, JG, do that then. Like, and, I, oh, and then it I was one of the yeah. like I was already there, right? Mm-hmm. How yeah. fast? I don't. Is it? I'm just. It was, we, we speak in real talk, so it don't even matter. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had talked talk to JG about it, and JG was like, "Design don't really like podcasts." <laughs> I like, don't even watch podcasts. Right, like he said, "Design don't really like podcasts." Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, oh, "You like podcasts?" And he's like, "Yeah." So um, then I was like, "JG, well, go get the stuff for the podcast, right?" Mm-hmm. I said, "I got it," and um. JG didn't go get the stuff. <laughs> so then one day I just was like, you know what, man? So I went and grabbed whatever I did. I think you told me mm-hmm. what was needed. And I grabbed whatever. But mm-hmm. I knew you guys were all in when you guys picked this up. Mm-hmm. I said, yo, they got some skin in the game now. Yeah. yeah. I want to tell that story a little differently from what JG has said. So what happened was <clears throat> JG came in November 2021, right? Um, I think we might have had it was like a manager's meeting or something. Mm-hmm. You might have had it like June, July. And um, like I said, Chester kind of considers me as right, right? So when he, we were in his manager's meeting and he brought up the idea of like a podcast. And like I said, I don't watch podcasts. Like I I don't really have, no, I have much knowledge about it. So then when he brought that idea up, I feel like everyone kind of like looked at me and they're like, that's not you're going to take over this podcast. So then, actually, after that Zoom, my aunt was in, in that Zoom, of course, because she was just getting a license mm-hmm. at the time. And then she hit me up, too, and she was like, Desai, why you don't, why you don't go on take, take on that podcast? I was like, oh, my God, I have so much to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's funny how <clears throat> here I am nine, eight months later in front of this table doing a podcast. He spoke it into existence. He always does it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always right. No, I'm not. <laughs> that's that's so far from the truth. You know, just pushing people into their uncomfortable zone um, is pretty much what leadership is about. Yeah. And so when you see somebody that has the potential, um, you just kind of got to ride with it because at the end of the day, we can have all these crazy ideas, but you guys are actually doing the work. And mm-hmm. that's that, that makes it easier for me, if that makes sense to you. So you mm-hmm. guys make me look good without doing anything because you're talented. <laughs> Facts. Hey man, I gotta give some. We gotta give some credit to you, man. You definitely put. Hey, I. How he was saying he likes to get people uncomfortable. (laughs) I'll tell you, going into the stores. I mean, I talked about. I touched on it earlier, but going into the stores early on with Desan and Chester, they'd be like, um, Chester be like, I go left, you go right, or he'd be like, Which way you going? I go in, and then I would go to like the grocery, or I would go to, um, I would go the other way. And then I remember um, us meeting back up, and he was like, man, you can't go with Son and uh, Son and Tay and go left and right like that. He was like, they're going to take all your clients, blah, blah, blah. In my head, I was thinking, I was like, in my head, I was like, man, if I go to the grocery side, that's where all the people are. <laughs> and I was like, but, but that got me. But that's when I was like, man, if that's what it takes, though, to get a lot of referrals or do whatever it is, like, but that, he was like, yo, get uncomfortable because that's, I mean, a lot of this job, like I said, talking to leads, all that stuff, it's like you don't know these people, but somehow the value that you're able to bring to them bridges the gap for y'all to actually be able to meet and talk further and get things done. So, if, you know, if you guys hit that on this podcast, it's been something that 
um, when I first came into this business, you know, the person that was actually managing me, my upline, you know, he said, no one isn't going to work that hard. You can't teach nobody that, you know, and it's also, that is actually spoke upon in um, the 22 irrefutable laws of leadership by having someone that's going to try to limit you, but they're your manager or your boss, right? Mm -hmm. And here it is, 12 years later, we're more successful than what he is, and he's been in the game for 22 years. Mm. But um, we are. I want you guys to understand this, that because of the fact that you didn't have experience coming into the business, that there wasn't no bad habits to break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for you guys, it is normal and natural to do what it is that we do. Now, can everybody do it? No, they can't. But we don't have to be so large to be successful but we are the most relentless, and we're the only agency, the only agency, and I challenge anybody out there that can show me an agency that's doing 99 to 100% of their production um, without leads. Like, I got these guys $25,000 of free leads, and they still <laughs> won't run them. They, will, they prefer to do it in this particular capacity because the turnover, and this is now going to breed um, – more competitiveness. You probably, know, probably, probably. I mean, it's proof of concept. It is what it is. Um, but You're first. Yeah, it's a 90-plus percent higher show ratio as well as um, conversion to a sale. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, a little tougher thing to do. But guess what? You're directly in the community. You're meeting people, you know. And when they see these blue shirts, they know what's up. So, mm-hmm. yo, I was in the grocery store yesterday trying to hand some of my card. But I couldn't even hand her my car. She was like, oh, no, I already got life insurance. Because mm-hmm. they know what the card is. Mm-hmm. Or, or a lady pulls out a card, and she's like, um, and she got like four names. She got like the sign name, Jared name. You know, because yeah, we've done a phenomenal job of actually just navigating and controlling this territory. And that's the reason why we got to now go down southern Ohio, go over to Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. Because we got the market here already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else anyone else wants to add before we wrap it up? Man, it's been great talking with you, Chester, man. I'm glad you were able to step in. Um, You know, I would love to just have these conversations in the conference room at the dinner table. (laughs) You know, so it sounds better inside of these these headphones. That sounds great. (laughs) But, nah, man, you guys are doing a phenomenal job, and I just want to tip my hats to you. Um, I really – you said that you're chasing me. Your father came to the cookout the other day. And I was commend, commending him on the the motorcycle, on the um, what did he get the Porsche? He got the Ford Porsche, and he like, man, I'm trying to keep up with the sign. I looked over at him. I said, yo, me too. <laughs> you know, this dude traveling all over the world, man. So, hey, look, yeah. So I, that's 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 for me, man. I'm proud of y'all. Hey, y'all. It was great. Um, thanks for tuning in. You can follow us on at Keep It A Buck underscore podcast at Twitch. And that's where we're going to also be launching on June 3rd. We'll be doing these live. And then also follow us on Instagram, keepit.a.buckpodcast. And you can also, if any business inquiries, you can reach us at email, the keepitabuckpod at gmail.com. It's a wrap. All right, keep it a buck.